Welcome to The Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for Thursday, July the 11th. We are coming to you, as always, from the Alamo Drafthouse here in Springfield, Missouri. I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net, and joining me today in the room we have... Alamo Jen. David Mann with the Alamo Drafthouse. Good dude. A quick show of hands. Everybody has all their fingers after the 4th of July holiday. Yep. Uh-huh. We're good. Oh, yes. What's that? Oh, yes. Okay, good. We're 40 I fingers. Watched. We're good. I did not participate in studying them off this year. I'm not, a, I'm not a participant generally. Yeah. It was something else. <laughs> so what's everybody been up to since nobody participated in the fireworks, apparently? <laughs> what did everybody see and do over the last week or so? David and I went on a field trip. Yes, we did. It was a lot of yeah? fun. Where'd you go? We went to a Wild Animal Safari in Is that Stratford. the one towards Stratford? Yeah. 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 With yeah. the fun commercials? Oh, the, yes. the drive-through park? Is that the one? That's yeah. the one. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We got to uh, check out some of the wildlife, uh, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, got to pet some animals. We're working on something to bring a few critters uh, to the Alamo, so... We just wanted to be sure that for we were lion king. I was just say the lion yeah. is what we're bringing in. So. Just like a general, we, know how we, we need do more. The we'll least smelly man. animals, uh, Ooh, but yeah, good, it was it was bear. a lot of fun. We got to meet giraffes and goats and were they friendly? Yeah, oh, the goats well, be weren't friendly. because they're goats. They're, they're <laughs> Sheldon the giraffe, he was a great guy. I love. We'd well, be parading them in as the song, the theme opening song plays, okay. just down to the front of the theater as everybody, all the yeah. animals are assembling. Live show, yes, but with the real deal. That'd be fantastic. Uh, if you can get the giraffe in the theater, maybe not the that doors, extravagant, that but you might get to pet a couple of critters. Tell them what you were before. calling Sheldon the giraffe. Though. I was calling Jeffrey. Uh, so this is what he said to him at first. I'm sorry about Toys R Us. And he meant it very sincerely, and almost it was almost a quiet aside with just the two of like them. Like the both of them each shared and shed was, one tear. It was yeah. adorable. That's my childhood too, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to grow up either, Jeffrey. <laughs> Yet here we are, out the pasture. <laughs> Kenny, what'd you do this week? Um, did you you saw Spider Man finally, right? I saw a couple movies. You saw Spider Man. You saw yeah. what else? Did you yesterday. See? You saw yesterday. That's right. Oh yeah. What'd you think? So I well, I'll start with Spider Man because. Like, you know me, of this group, you I liked just, it. <laughs> I just want to be entertained. Yeah. If you can entertain me, I'm happy. And <laughs> I, I was. A I, flea the, circus, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Well, you're not too far off. But <laughs> but no, I, I love the Spider-Man. I love the the fight scenes and just the everything. It's so good. But uh, yesterday, I uh, took the wife to go see that. And she does yesterday. not go see movies. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, mm, I don't know. And I'm like, no, no, this will be good. And she loved it, too. I mean, it was awesome. I loved the. It was fun, and it wasn't. It wasn't like super mega awesome, but it was just a good movie. And it's. I wouldn't have gone the route he went in the end, but same. uh, No spoilers yet. Yeah, Yeah, no spoilers. Hold on. How many weeks has it been out? We could two weeks. We could probably touch on. Let's give it another week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about then. So. But yeah, I enjoyed that movie a lot. I, I could see why it's doing well, because yeah. it's just a fun little romp of a movie. I like it. That's awesome. Well, let's take a look at the top five at the box office from last weekend, because a couple of those are going to be mentioned in this round. First up, Spider-Man Far From Home debuted at number one, surprisingly. What? Uh, the film had the largest Tuesday opening ever, and the largest six-day opening for any movie opening on a Tuesday, which is a lot of categorical, hey, let's find a way to spin this as, right. a, as a record breaker because it's like the 22nd overall best six days. <laughs> but, uh. but it's the best six days for anything opened on a Tuesday night. Uh, the film had already earned $91 million going into the weekend, then earned another $92.5 million over the holiday weekend. So number one with a bullet, Spider-Man Far From Home. Not surprising anybody, I don't think. You know, the people sitting next to me, that was their second time seeing it. Wow. I was like, really? I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. At number two, sliding down to number two, was Toy Story 4, earned just short of another $34 million. That is enough to take the the film past $650 million globally in its first three weeks of release. I got a feeling we'll make another one of those, if I had to guess. And five to ten years mm-hmm. yeah that's what we had a decision to make because my daughter went to see spider-man with me and she wants to see toy story 4 so i was like it's got to be one or the other <laughs> and i was like we'll go see both but today yeah. it's got to be one or the other so she picked spider-man so but we do want to see toy story 4 yeah absolutely 
Yesterday, held on to the number three spot, earned just over another $10 million during the holiday weekend. That film, again, beating expectations, doing well, finishing at number three, and holding on to the number three spot. Don't know if it'll be Aladdin-like in its hold on the number three spot, but number three for two weeks in a row. Annabelle Comes Home dropped to number four, earning just under $9.5 million in its second weekend. And Aladdin manages to round out the top five still, making just over an additional $7.5 million. Will it take the Lion King to push Aladdin out of the top five prob- you know, coming up? I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm guessing. I don't see much right. this week that yeah. could do it. Yeah. So. Same. Yeah, I'm clearly Which, not a crawl. good person for well, that. Yeah, ask yeah. David about Crawl. Well. I did find one other person on the internet who's, who's excited it? about it, okay. excited about Crawl. Have, so, have you seen it, or are you just excited? I'm excited. Okay. I'm going to see it. I can't. Why? Oh, yeah. i got to ask, why? Why? What, what excites you about that movie? So, uh, we'll, we'll And I'm being serious. It, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. I've seen the preview a couple times, so I, I just want to know. I'm pumped. Honorable mention, Midsummer finished just out of the top five, finished at number six. The film earned a little more than $6 million over the weekend, and then just short of $11 million since it opened last Wednesday. So... Um, still seeing a lot of uh, a lot of chatter, a lot of buzz around Midsummer. I think was it Birth Movies Death that did the side by side Midsummer and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Oh, those comparisons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. showing scene by scene, yes. shot by shot. Yeah, I think we've shared that as well on social media. Taking a look at a few movie-related headlines, you may have heard the long-circulating rumor. I guess rumor's the right word. I mean, he's said it himself for years, but uh, the rumor that director Quentin Tarantino has planned to direct 10 films in his career, and then he's walking away from directing films. Well, he has stated in a recent interview with GQ Australia, because when you think GQ, you think Quentin Tarantino, um, Mm -hmm. that he's thinking about bowing out with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, his ninth full-length feature film. The quote he gave GQ Australia is, I think when it comes to theatrical movies, I'm com- I have come to the end of the road. He, in like a co- in, I don't know, it may have been that interview or whatever, but it, it seems like he's just done with life. Like, he's just, <laughs> well, I hope not. He's, I mean, he's, yeah. he's slouched over and just got a, who gives a crap? I'm tired. Like everybody's asking questions. He was just not even answering the not, questions. Not, some of them. Not excited about being on the press tour. Yeah. I was saying? like, wow. So like everybody else was kind of picking up the slack, like Margot Robbie and stuff like that. But this movie, this movie may be a good one to go out on. Cause it looks awesome. I cannot wait to see this movie. There's a good chance that if he, does another film after this it won't be it won't have the critical reception that this one probably will have i think is a good way to say that i you know yeah this, he, I, I don't know it, like the guy's been in the business a long time if he wants to walk away walk away if that's going to put a smile back on his face yeah then by golly walk away well i i, I love the tra- whoever did the trailer did such a good job because i'm like goosebumps okay. every time yeah I was like, oh, this will be probably interesting. Then it's like, plot twist. I'm like, oh, yeah. I did not see that coming. <laughs> then I was like, oh, I remember them talking about this now. But I, I totally was, it's like two different movies going on. Yeah. It'll be interesting to yeah, see how I'm it does. Excited. I And I I, think nine's that, my favorite number. So I mean, if he wants to go out on nine, that's fine. But this better be real damn good. Better be real good. It looks like yeah. it's going to be. Looks like it has well, the potential to be. We'll see. This young upstart that he is. We'll <laughs> he's I mean, he's only got nine. He's got to prove himself so, out yeah. there for I me. I don't see but. him not having something else though. Like I'm done doing yeah, movies. Yeah, but he's, I'm, I'm, well, my he's, passion is blah blah blah. Yeah, he's talking about you know doing more screenwriting, doing more executive producing. He's talked about getting his Django Zorro comic book turned into a film. That again, he's just saying he's not going to direct beyond ten. Is what he's always saying. Pain ass so. getting oh, yeah. through all the red tape through of he's Hollywood. Probably super damn tired right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah this he's is done, not the time yeah. to ask him. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. don't make any life decisions. I mean, so if, if anybody's <laughs> listening, yeah, definitely go check out some of his stuff because he does. He looks like he's just. You know, kill me now. Yeah. I'm so I'm so over this. More so than usual, because he yeah. usually looks real jaded and like over shit. But this is <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is a step beyond. Yeah. Lionsgate has confirmed that not only will Chris Rock be starring as a, the detective in the Saw reboot that he's producing, but Samuel L. Jackson has been cast to play 
Chris Rock's father, the detective's father in the Saw reboot. Finally. I'll watch it. Uh, <laughs> I'll watch it anyway. Yeah, but that just watch makes it, anyway. it a little more interesting. Didn't it? I'm looking forward to it, strangely. So before I was like, whatever. Didn't Danny Glover have a similar role in one of the yeah. first ones? He was like the detective or something yeah. in the first one? Yeah. Wasn't? Definitely in the first one. Uh, yeah, they've had some decent sized names, no one huge. Uh, this would be a huge departure for this franchise, and I think it might uh, either really kill it or, or really, really reinvigorate it. Because yeah. oh. <laughs> it seems like they would come from a humorous bend to it. One would uh, think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll check it out. It just doesn't seem like it fits with the rest of them. But who yeah. knows? So these horror movies, once they get into like the the double digits the tens, at this point, yeah, yeah. this would be ten wouldn't it? or uh, nine or something. They start to really be ludicrous. Yeah. So maybe that's what this is. And you have to either reinvent or yeah. Samuel L. Jackson being ca- cast doesn't mean anything. He will. He's in everything. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't exactly. matter. So <laughs> pretty much. Uh, John Turturro's spinoff from The Big Lebowski called The Jesus Rolls is set for an early 2020 release. Yeah. Is this one that feels like we need a no, spinoff? absolutely not. <laughs> okay, good. In fact, while uh, you were talking, I realized I forgot to tell my husband, so I took a picture of it, circled that part, and <laughs> sent it off to him. Like, it's, uh, At least it's, it's not real. a remake. Well, yeah. 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 At the same time, he's one of those characters that is good in small doses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... You don't. I don't know that he needs to carry his own feature film. I don't know what the tone of the movie is going to be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I would like to see something. Hope that the tone is very Was, is, light. Doesn't uh, John Goodman <laughs> say he's a pederast or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know that, and it also doesn't have the vision of the Coen Brothers behind it. Right. So. With The Big Lebowski, it's such an oddball film that meanders and is still interesting just because of their writing and directing. I can't imagine. It's not even like 20 years after. It'll be 22 years after. Pulling a character from someone's interesting, unique vision and then trying to create a story around it without that. Uh, I can't imagine it being a success. Yeah. Can't even begin to. But maybe it will. I'm going to watch it. I have a feeling you're late. Saturday night showings will be sold out, yeah. but I don't know that ah. it's going to get much play at it's just gonna 2 depend. o'clock on a Thursday. Yeah. I hope I hear awesome things from it, and I'm completely Yeah, I want to be wrong. I yeah. want to be totally yeah. wrong. Director Todd Phillips has confirmed that this October's The Joker movie <laughs> has absolutely nothing to do with the DC Comics character, The Joker, uh, in spite of being a DC movie. Uh, the quote from Todd Phillips is, we didn't follow anything from the comic books, which people are going to be mad about, which is fine. I understand that. But then he goes on. We just wrote our own version of where a guy like the Joker might come from. That's what's interesting to me. We're not even doing the Joker, but the story mm-hmm. of somebody becoming the Joker. This is about a story about a man, um, which feels like DC was just looking for something to grab onto that yeah. they could slap. Hey, can you make that a Joker movie? It does sound like that, doesn't it? That's how it sounds. It's, it's a very label slappy type thing, mm-hmm. uh, where if you're not, if you're utilizing a character and you you don't take anything from the actual character, uh, then it's just other the than name. the look, apparently. It's I mean, he's name. gonna have clown yeah. makeup on, but sounds like one of those things of if it does really good, it's part. It's the Joker. If it doesn't, we planned it on not being. I still think it'll be good. Uh, oh yeah, but I, that yeah. does kind of. It's, uh, it's interesting. I don't feel a lot of confidence coming from this movie. It feels like, yeah, DC and Warner Brothers was looking. I'm sure Warner Brothers had an option on a script, yeah. and they said, you know, this. Let's pass this over to the DC branch and let them slap their name on it. And we'll call it a Joker movie. Is kind of what it feels like. But I feel the same way. I want to see it. Yeah, because it does look like it's going to be interesting. Just I absolutely love Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trust him. And Todd Phillips is well. I like I well, like War Dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as like his movies that aren't straight comedies. Yeah, War Dogs kind of got mixed reviews, but I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Now, is this the one that Scorsese is an executive producer on? Or? Yes. Okay, because I knew there had been multiple Joker movies that were in state various stages of development. I couldn't remember if this was the one that Scorsese's name was attached to in some way. It's lurking there somewhere. Somehow in the they'll, they'll find a way to get it up <laughs> in the in the production. Uh, early on in the promotion. 
And then Disney has the internet all worked up. First, Halle Bailey, which is not Halle Berry, as everybody seemed to have read on first glance <laughs> at the story. Uh, Halle Bailey has been cast as Ariel in the upcoming live action, and I use that term loosely, The Little Mermaid, um, with folks up in arms about that. And then this week... So wait, is is it because they thought it was Halle Berry or because... No, no, it's no, no, it's not, it's not that reason. It's uh, not that reason, yeah. but she does We're, not have red hair. Yeah, she. that's the problem is the... Uh, Folks who are suddenly in support of the online ginger communities on social media are upset that uh, the appearance of the character is not match the animated version. So they're not going to. In spite of yeah, in spite of the fact that this girl can sing and act, she's not a white (laughs) redheaded girl. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So people have gotten a little up in arms. Although I didn't see a ton of it. Uh, You don't have to look very far to see it. I mean, it's always going to be there, and people are vocal. I don't think the majority of people will really care. Uh, Everybody bad quality of the film. Everybody bad mouth Aladdin until the cows come home, and Mm. that thing's. Yeah, it was didn't take an Aladdin-style beating. No, so there's that that at least. And this week, Disney released their first trailer for their live-action Mulan, which again has people up in arms because this is more akin to this is the original Mulan story. Not this is not a live-action version of the cartoon. This is more of a live-action version of the original story, which doesn't feature animated talking. Dragons and whatnot. This, I'm out. This no, <laughs> it actually like watching the trailer. I thought it looked really, really better than it yeah, should be. I agree. I, yeah. I was really it's like a Disney it. version of Crouching Tiger Hidden yeah. Dragon. Yeah, exactly. that That's they're using uh, the music, but only as instrumentals. Right. I think is awesome. And I, I Mulan is actually my favorite of those Disney princess movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm picking I, that one, I find very, very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and watching that trailer, I was just like, "This looks this like is, fun." Yeah, wow, like they a good movie. really they put. I don't think it'll make as much money as maybe like the funner Aladdin and right. Beauty and the Beast. Right, but this looks like it'll be better than them. I yeah. think it'll be a better movie. But it's a good idea not to follow the exact because, I mean, you love the movie. I love Milan too, but. I mean, I didn't put care it for up. Mulan two that much. If you <laughs> <laughs> the direct to video uh, sequel, all right. <laughs> I like Milan as well. <laughs> okay, very and, good. Uh, but you know, let's, you put it next to Aladdin. You put it next to Lion King. You put it next to some of these. It's not in that same. It's the next tier down. Right. Still great movie, but not so. Maybe not following that is what's going to help it stand alone. Have I its guess. own identity. Could be. And finally. <laughs> You felt like you were going to say <laughs> I heard a, a little yeah. mouth noise over there. That's like a click, and then eh, <laughs> yeah, click right back off. <laughs> and finally, actor Rip Torn passed away on Tuesday. He was Sam. 88 years old. I was going to say probably best known for, but it's hard to pick any one or two things he's best. He was most recently in the Men in Black films, the originals, not this most recent, recent one. Uh, I remember him from the Larry Sanders show on HBO from back in the day. But Man, he's been doing this for a long he time. Has, I forgot. He's how. been in the business since 56, I think I saw, was his first theatrical wow. stage. Yeah, just some of the things that he was popping up on. Tony nominated, like, Academy Award nominated. I mean, yeah. Dodgeball. Like, yeah, Dodgeball. <laughs> Dodgeball is one of my favorite yeah. characters he played. <laughs> so he, 88 <laughs> years old. Yes. He will be missed. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> Which is not necessarily true. <laughs> New in theaters this week. Armstrong, which is uh, not the story of the cyclist that was doping. <laughs> no. What? This is no. This is the uh, man on the moon, not oh. the Andy Kaufman story either. And no, I'm kind of torn on that movie. If it looks Armstrong, yeah. Oh, it's no. Harrison I love... Ford narrating it, so yeah. Yeah. so a lot of mumbling. they landed on there. And Stuber in theaters this week. This one looks kind of fun. Looks like it's you know you're, it looks like a good way to just check your mind at the door and hang out in the theater. For, a nice yeah. uh, buddy cop movie. Yeah, in a way, sort of. Yeah. Really put a play on. It's that. almost like they had the is was it Mohinder from Deadpool? It's almost like they. It's like almost like his spinoff movie. Yeah. In that because he plays a very similar type of driver. Very naive, very passive, very yes. 
So yeah, nothing against the movie, but doesn't it seem like they're trying to push Batista like they try to push The Rock? Hey, I think they're if, trying. I don't know if it's succeeding. I think he is doing perfectly fine. If I, I recall, when The Rock had like those the Tooth Fairy and Gridiron <laughs> Gang plan, and yeah. all those types of movies. I didn't I didn't expect him to come back the way that he has. Yeah. Uh, like he did for a second there looked like oh he's just going to fizzle out with family movies and so, now he's in everything that makes a billion let's dollars. Let's not gloss over. Are you talking trash about the tooth fairy? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I think he was. <laughs> I don't want to say that I had any opinions about it. Uh, <laughs> but it's certainly not his best work. Um yeah, I I think Dave Bautista's sort of uh, got a similar thing going for him as far as he's got a charisma that audiences seem to enjoy. People seem to really like him. And it's been some of the character choices he's gotten, uh, especially especially with Drax. Right. I think people equate like his personality very similar to that. like A very dry, dry sense of humor. Dry, funny, yeah. kind-hearted. Uh, so I think that role has really helped him. Uh, and he's he's pretty talented. I've seen him pop up in so many movies, even if it's like small bits. Yeah, he's he's always yeah interesting. So agreed. Yeah, and the one David's been dying yes. to talk about new in theaters this week is Crawl. Oh, explain which is yourself odd because is, I don't know that I've seen any part of that trailer where oh, any, anyone was crawling. Well, <laughs> I think they were all swimming or walking in water, but yeah. I don't recall seeing any crawling from either the human characters or the CG so creatures. The, the alligators are so low to the ground, like that's what it looks like. But are they, they run. crawling? And she's <laughs> sort of got to, she's climbing on top of like objects that are floating, so she's on her hands and knees. It's crawling to me. <laughs> we'll take it close enough. Uh, <laughs> Good enough for government work. I'm I'm excited for this movie, and I know a lot of people might chalk it up to like dumb schlock. Uh, but the director of this film, uh, I think it's Alexander Aha mm-hmm. uh, pronunciation, right? Uh, but he also made another film that I really, really, really love. It's called Piranha 3D. Mm-hmm. It's that remake oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, with Adam Scott. I I absolutely love that movie. I've probably seen it. Uh, over a dozen times, and that's a, it's a evil fish movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this just seems, I like the claustrophobic atmosphere. Uh, it's small scale. Uh, evil alligators, that's fun. Lake Placid is such an are awesome... Are they evil, mo- though, or are they just caught just, in the wrong They're overly the wrong aggressive. I, they don't behave well, like well, they're, that, they're, and they're, they're really big. They're, they're part of a hurricane going yeah. on. Yeah, so I was going to say, I don't so, know if it's evil as much as... I like, place. I like the setting of the basement. Uh, Slowly, Barry flooding. Pepper is plays the father. I love and Barry Pepper. I do like Barry Pepper quite a lot, and he just has he's had some bad choices in the past, and hopefully this doesn't. The first bad make choice was list. not becoming a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really, really, uh, I love him in uh, Saving Private Ryan. He was mm-hmm. wonderful. Uh, I, I think he, it's a movie Green that Mile? people sh- crap on. I was going to say Knock Around Guys, <laughs> which I actually enjoy him in that yeah. film. Wasn't he in 61? Was he? Oh, yeah. He played... Uh, Maris? Yeah, Roger Maris, Yankees, that Billy Crystal film. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, who would have thought Billy Crystal loved Yankees? Huh. Uh, so, <laughs> Not a choice for Billy, but whatever. <laughs> it never has a uh, Teach his own. Yeah. Uh, the, the movie just looks like a lot of fun, and I hope audiences come out and see it. I don't imagine they spent a ton of money on it, but... I'll I'll be watching it this weekend just because. Hey, I love big evil animal movies. Do so you think the most the majority of the movie takes place down in the basement? I think it's going to be like they'll slowly work their way up, up through, through the, the house. That's Hopefully, it's a three story house because we got three act structure going on. So I would love that. If they <laughs> hopefully, just we've got to go down yeah. that way. Like, oh, we got on the ground floor and things were bad, but when we got upstairs, yeah, that's we, the climax. <laughs> they got to hop off the roof through the ring of flaming alligators. The Ooh, ball in flaming alligators. Yeah. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you have seen the movie. No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope people come out for that. That one looks like fun. And I seem to be one of the only people well, we haven't talking had good, about it. My friend Daniel, I'm going to put you two in touch. Good. Cause that hasn't been a good hurricane movie in a while. They tried that hurricane heist film. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. That was trash. Think, yeah. That was a good idea. Hurricane it was a different. It was a unique idea. It sounds it like a lot of fun just from the title. <laughs> Alliteration. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I look up for my book. 
Hurricaneized. Oh, I'm curious. They're stealing hurricanes. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it, so they got me. <laughs> they got they got Kenny on the title alone. <laughs> well, coming up this week at the Alamo Draft House for families, a lot going on. Wallace and Gromit, the Curse of the Were Rabbit Kids Camp. That wraps up on Thursday and Friday this week, 10 a.m. Next week's kids camp is Kung Fu Panda, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. The best of the Kung Fu Panda films is the first one, so glad to see that. And PBS Kids, Wild Kratts, Alaska, Hero's Journey, Monday through Wednesday at 11 a.m., so a couple of reasons to bring out the family next week to come to the Alamo Draft House Kitchen Movie. Tonight, here, Thursday night, you got a couple of things going on. The Crow is screening at 7. Mm-hmm. The Brandon Lee, fantastic. The be- Again, best of that series as well. Yeah. And this one's fun. You guys are live streaming the red carpet premiere of The Art of Self-Defense yes, at 8 o'clock. I wish people were excited about this like I am. I, I love this movie. That movie looks fun. It I want to see this movie. It was really good. Wait, David, you got to see it too, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. It's really, really unique and fun and creative. Yeah. And it's not a traditional uh, style for the film. It's right. like there are weird eccentricities that you'll notice throughout. And some are really obvious, some aren't. Uh, you can tell there's a dry humor from the trailer. Uh, yes, there is. And some of them achieve solid belly laughs like the the moments when something absolutely absurd or ludicrous is just sort of offered up as this is reality this is exactly oh that's so great of you to do so uh you should check it out you get an early screening of the film before uh it comes out you'll get to watch an awesome live stream event with questions from uh question and answer moments from uh some of the uh, actors in the film as well as the director it's it's a cool opportunity and to hear all this before the movie and then lead right into it uh you're bound to have a good time it's got wonderful critic scores and i totally get why because yeah. it's innovative and funny uh probably one of the funnier movies i've seen this year is it am i off on this but just only seeing the uh trailer for it it puts me in the same thought of how only how it was shot like black Klansman. It has that same feeling of how they did the, like the camera. Very different. Very Very different. different? Okay. Uh, Because, like, I, are you talking about the scene where you see them sort of like float down that hallway? Well, just how the how it looks like it's shot with the same the way it's shot lighting and, and the and, yeah. yeah the different things like that. It's definitely dim it, and low lit. It's yeah. n- like as far as time period of when it's I don't know. No, I don't mean like yeah, anything yeah. like that. I mean just visually how like the how they were shot it with the strong visual comparison between the two. Yeah, I don't know. Other yeah. than to say they're all shot kind of almost indie style. Yeah, yeah that, I guess that's what I'm kind of asking. It's, yeah. it's definitely an indie style. Right, it's a smaller budget. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked it, though. I liked it. Uh, you know, it, it caught my attention at the very beginning and held it. I didn't expect to be. I thought I was going to be up and down and just kind of listening to it, and, the, and I ended up just fully focused the whole time. Like, what is this? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'm excited about it. We've not had a Jesse Eisenberg, Adam Driver film with the two of them being dry together yet, have we? Because we kind of need to. Almost like a Wes Anderson film. I'm ready for that. Yeah, that'd be great. But even drier, if possible. <laughs> I don't know if you can get any drier Adam than the two of those in a Wes Anderson film. Yeah. He can just sort of meander with his dialogue, whereas Jesse Eisenberg's is very sped up. Yeah. Uh, I think they would. So I think play they off play each off other each very other well. Pretty well, yeah. Uh, Let's make that happen, folks. If you're listening, a letter campaign. <laughs> exactly. Somebody write that script. Yeah. I would just say, Adam Driver, keep making the choices you're making. Buddy. Yeah, you're yeah. It. yeah, yeah. On Sunday, you guys are screening the Valley of the Dolls at 1 p.m. Well, Sharon Tate. Well, Sharon Tate. Little maybe. little uh, heads up. Pre once upon a time. And the film club screening is Little Woods at 6:40 p.m. on Sunday, and that. So the in the way these work, the film club screenings work. You don't have to be a member of a club. There's no badge. You don't have to know a secret handshake to get in. Yeah. You come in, watch the film, and then everybody moves to the back lot for discussion afterwards. Yeah. And you don't have to offer 
You don't have to voice an opinion if you don't want. You, you can don't just even listen have to, to the discussion. The discussion. Yeah. Just, yeah. You can get out of here after. Yeah. We <laughs> usually get about uh, 15 to 20 people who want to have a discussion afterwards, and those discussions can be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. And it just gives an opportunity for movie lovers to come together and like critically analyze a film, uh, talk about their response to it, uh, how it compares and stacks up to other films. Uh, and it just gets that little community sense where we've all just had an experience together and we get to elaborate on it uh, as a unit. Yes. So it's, it is a lot of fun. And we give everyone the opportunity to talk, even... Uh, if sometimes you have to fight for it because everyone's so pumped after <laughs> seeing the movie just, yeah. they want to talk. Everybody's got something uh, to say, yeah. But yeah, we want to hear what everyone thinks. So it's it's a it's a lot of fun and we are developing our own little uh tight knit family of film lovers. So That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I still join in. think we've got to figure out a way to get up there with the recording equipment and start, you know, doing little bonus episodes from the yeah, film club every once a month. Clips yeah. of, uh, some of our discussions. It can get pretty, yeah. It can get interesting. It can get heated. Yeah, yeah I'll bet can, so. It can. And then uh, this next week coming up, you've got a pair of Purple Rain movie parties this week. Yes. The first on Monday at 640 and then again on Wednesday at 720. We had some folks uh, talking about Purple Rain because it was part of our poll this week as well. So saw that some chatter online. In addition to Purple Rain, Good Reservoir drops. Dogs on Tuesday at 6.40. Awesome. Getting ready for some Tarantino fun this That's month. That's my favorite Tarantino. Is it? Still, yeah. Out of the gate, huh? Mm-hmm. I didn't see it first. I saw Pulp Fiction first, oh, okay. went back to yeah. the video store. I think it's how a lot of people dogs, experienced like, it. Yeah. I like this one better. Yeah. yeah. And on Wednesday night... <laughs> This doesn't tie into anything else. The, the UHF movie party on Wednesday at it's 6.40 p.m. A, it's the 30th anniversary. Is it? Well, there yep. you go. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it doesn't tie into anything else. It's, uh, There's nothing related the to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I was very wrong about, um, you know, because I was like, I guess we'll show this because I loved it and I love Weird Al, but I don't know. And then we sold it out and... Had to add seconds. a second. Yeah. yeah, this was actually the second screening, yeah. but it's the first yeah. one that we'll run into this month. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot of folks love their UHF. Good stuff. All of that plus, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All of that plus the Smoky Folk Duo, Drew and Jeff. They'll be back in the back lot tonight at seven o'clock. KSMU Studio Live Social Hour returns to the back lot every second Friday of the month. This week features the Margins. They'll be playing here Friday at six o'clock p.m. Oh. Trivia Night actually resumes August 6th, taking the month off. Mm-hmm. And Free Ticket Wednesdays continue all month of July long. It ends on Wednesday, July the 31st. All you got to do is bring in a valid current ID. Show us that you are a educator or staff or... Pay stubs are fine. Exactly. Anything that you have, if you're a homeschool teacher, show us your certification. Bring something in that lets people know that you are an educator and you can check out a movie on Wednesdays before 5 p.m., one a day. Come on in. Have a good time on the Alamo Draft House. We had a question about Head Start just earlier oh, today yeah. so i was like yes absolutely you're great you're great very good the yesterday menu continues mm-hmm. and how i've heard a few people who have sampled from the yesterday menu who yeah, like yeah. the menu um so good that shake i can't say enough i don't know if i've heard anybody that's had the shake but i heard a lot of others. i had one drink of the shake because it was my dad's and he that's how much that's he all he was allowed you to have yeah right. and it was you know the wife delightful. got something of frittata or mm-hmm. the i'm the egg pan Yes. Yeah, she <laughs> got that. She said, hey, yeah. We're just setting that up. She really didn't get it. We're just trying to get Jen to yeah. say that. Yeah, no, that's uh, what she got. Yeah, she said it was really good. It smelled really good. Oh, I want that. I'm so hungry <laughs> Sorry. right now. Anyway. Yeah, we should record these after yeah. lunch. <laughs> uh, so get your tickets early. These special screenings often sell out. You can get them on the Alamo Drafthouse app on your mobile device, online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield, or buy your tickets in person. Just don't wait till the day of the screening. You can find all of these and more events on Facebook. Just search for at Alamo Spring Mo on Facebook and go to the events page. This summer, we are asking for your favorite movies from the summers of the 1980s. We're going back through the 80s year by year, choosing our favorite summer movies. Those are the movies released between Memorial Day and Labor Day weekend. We had questions about some movies that we didn't have in our poll in 1984 and that we didn't mention on the show. And I looked up and they were not within our within our 
date deadline. So I know uh, it gets real confusing. It can. Sometimes you swear it's wrong, but it's real. It truly is. is You're the one that's wrong. Yeah. You me? So each week we'll decide on our favorite movies from the summer in question, and then we put them up for a vote, let you guys choose, and that is our favorite movie from that summer. The results thus far from our polls on Twitter and Facebook, Raiders of the Lost Ark won 1981, E.T., one 1982 national lampoons vacation one for 1983 and et is representing the early 90s 1981 through 83 when we get to our finale the later on this summer last week we asked for your favorite movie from the summer of 1984 here are the results surprising no one at number four with three percent of the vote we have folks <laughs> who agree that this is the best movie of the choices but not their favorite movie, but the best movie from the summer of 1984 apparently is Once Upon a Time in America. Unfortunately, fourth place, 3% of the vote when it comes down to people's favorite movie. <laughs> That's fine. At number three with 9% of the vote was seems Purple to, Rain. Seems to be where I'm just going to hang out at, at number, number three, three spot. <laughs> uh, this is, again, a couple movie parties coming up in the next Mine's going to take three or four. Yeah, possibly. Time. At number two, with 22% of the vote, you know, it's funny, I watched the poll, and I kind of watched them per- periodically. Uh, this got a bump when people started getting through uh, Stranger Things. Oh, I, yeah. I could watch the numbers, Stranger Things 3. Uh, at number two, at number two, with 22% of the vote, at number two, was The NeverEnding Story. So good. And at number one, with 66% of the vote, the overwhelming favorite, uh, folks watching the poll or commenting online that it should be the number one movie from the summer of 84 was Jen's pick <laughs> of Ghostbusters. Nice. I voted it for it. Yeah. I'm sure three or four times. No, just kidding. Uh, listener comments from last week's show. Again, we did have some folks call us out for not choosing the Muppets Take Manhattan nor from adding Bachelor Party in our top four. We did discuss oh, those, it was but so tight. we didn't, it was we didn't so have them in our top four. And the movie seller at the movie seller on Twitter, they said Ghostbusters is probably the most fun to watch, but Once Upon a Time in America is such a spectacular movie. It's head and shoulders above the others. Nope. Oh, okay. It's not me, but that is not him. That is the movie seller. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't just make up a new handle. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, then that's kind of the consensus. That that was not the only comment, but that kind of summed up the comments of Ghostbusters is our favorite. But yes, Once Upon a Time is probably the better movie. I've seen it. Yeah. Well, I I figured with that week, uh, you know, I would pick with my heart, uh, knowing that you could get I, down. I didn't think I was going to be Ghostbusters with anything else. Yeah. So yeah, that just means that uh, I'm choosing with my heart today. We go in order of. We go in order, so yeah. that means that David will get the first pick this no, week. I, Kenny I'm will not. get second. Nobody's I'll get gonna third. Take mine. And Jen gets the fourth pick. So let's take a look at the movies from the summer of 1985. Wow. Trickier than I thought. It is, but you know, we were talking about this, I think, either early or right before you guys came in, but if we were picking the four, four, the four favorites, what we think people would vote for, I think identifying the four is fairly easy. At least getting two or three of them Mm -hmm. is pretty easy. That fourth one could change depending on who had that fourth pick. But that's not what we do here. We all pick our favorite. And so our favorites, because of our different tastes and ages and preferences, can vary greatly from the norm, mm-hmm. David. Um, so we will <laughs> we will look through the list. Uh, just to run through the list real quick, anybody see anything that jumps out at them as, hey, you know, this should be mentioned. I may not pick it, but this is certainly something we should mention. I've got the honorable mention of the man with one red shoe. Yes. Um, wonderful that's Tom wonderful. Hanks comedy. Yep, yep. great. Uh, I would say Fletch, I think is really, really fun. I you know, would. if you want a class in how to write dialogue, just put in Fletch, turn on the captions, and try to keep up. I've said that for years. Yeah. It's, a, it's a really funny movie, and uh, really people is. love crapping on Chevy Chase, but I'll say this that. Is, I mean, this is he where he really shines funny. the yeah. most yeah. in yeah. his whole career. Uh, I think a good honorable mention would be Fright Night. Yeah, and yeah, that's a huge cult classic for people. Absolutely, they even had to remake it, and yeah, did t- t- they did that? Yes, they did. Uh, yeah, honorable mentions: Rambo: First Blood Part Two is really the r- movie when people think of Rambo. That's the I mean, because nobody thinks of First Blood mm-hmm. as Rambo. Mm-hmm. 
This is the you this is the stereotypical. Yeah, this is the stereotypical no shirt, oiled up, you know, the bandana on, as opposed to First Blood, which is very gritty and muddy and. Uh, we talked about it earlier off the air, but Brewster's Millions is probably ah, in the, it. if it's not a choice, there'll <laughs> definitely be somebody's honorable mention. That's such a fun yeah. movie. It, it is. is. I want to watch it again. It's come up a couple times in the last month. Um, the other time was entirely because of me, and I, <laughs> I just need to watch it again. Uh, I will throw a view to a kill out there. This was the last Roger Moore James Bond film, and it, it's like, you know, let's if you could... If this is your last movie, so how zany, how goofy, how stupid do you want to get? And so we've got uh, Christopher Walken as the main villain. We've got Grace Jones as his henchman. We've got Tanya Roberts as uh, the Bond girl. It's just, it's so bad, it's almost good. <laughs> it, I, I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious. Uh, some other choices in here, Cocoon. Was Love from the cocoon. summer of 1985. Cocoon a bunch. Uh, seen it a bunch. Saw it with my mom and dad and, and many times since. It's beautiful. Ooh. Uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Mm. Beyond the Thunderdome was in this year. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I watched a lot and studied. I had at one point counted how many times he laughed. And it was uh, <laughs> like 223-ish oh, times I wouldn't in the movie. It. It's, um, it's less a laugh and more of a nervous tick with yeah, Kiwi. Yeah, yeah. I wanted large. I wanted his house. I wanted his his oh, well, who didn't? breakfast yeah, setup. Yeah. Um, I was furious that he, after all of that, he barely touched his breakfast and then just skipped out the door. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah. After what? all, I never the understood it. Not as a fat kid. <laughs> yeah. Not as a, a inner fat adult. Like I never got how he could just leave that breakfast there. Yeah. Return to Oz was a messed up flick. Um, I wasn't done talking about the breakfast yet. I know, but we're <laughs> trying to keep it short. Back it up. <laughs> you know what? That should be a breakfast. It probably has been a breakfast We've film. had a cereal yeah, party, I think yeah. ahead. Uh, let's see what else. St. Elmo's Fire was in 1985, the unofficial sequel too. to The Breakfast Club. I loved that one, too. Uh, the Black Cauldron, unlike any other Disney movie before mm-hmm. or since. Right. National Lampoon's European Vacation. I really liked that's that one. That's where the that Griswolds movie. head overseas. Um, Big Ben. Parliament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Follow That Bird was in 1985. As we all know. Sesame Street hits the big screen. <laughs> Surprising no one. <laughs> it was also the year that Hollywood got really into science. We had Weird Science, which is the Adored one with Kelly movie. the Brock where mm-hmm. they build the woman. We had Real Genius with Val Kilmer where they use the laser to pop popcorn. Um, And My Science Project, which is the least memorable of the three, but another of those pseudoscientific Mm sci-fi films from the 85. Uh, Summer Rental, John Candy film, was Mm -hmm. in 1985. Uh, There was an 85 version of Godzilla. Right. You guys know. You guys know what we're talking about. Sure There was, uh, but those are some of the honorable mentions. We left off a few films because I have a feeling we're going to be talking about them. If not, we'll go back and circle around and get them at the end. But David, you have the first pick because you came in last last week. I almost feel like it was a strategy mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to get the first Old pick this strategy. time. Yeah, like, well, I decided that this week I'm just going to pick the winner. There you so go. I, yeah. I decided that I, I would think, pick. Good luck because I think there's a couple. Back to the Future is oh, unbeatable. Yeah, that's I don't the think one. you don't yeah. think that anybody will beat Back to the Future. Absolutely not, either. and I'll explain why. Uh, Back to the Future is an iconic, brilliant, well-made, such a cool film. Uh, every little bit that goes into it, the 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 zaniness of Christopher Lloyd. Uh, Marty McFly, uh, Michael J. Fox's voice cracking as he addresses <laughs> Doc, uh, the fun ah. time travel bend, uh, his mother flirting with him, his dad <laughs> being a wuss. Uh, yeah, Biff. Oh, uh, Yeah, it's, it's just such a fun, easy to watch. You turn it on uh, and you keep it on movie. And yeah, I've, I've probably seen it. As almost as much as I've seen Piranha 3D. Ooh, uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot, saying a lot guys. Yeah, that's, 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 that's twelve true. times. All right, uh, so. this yeah, it's a it's an awesome film, and it, it deserves is. to be picked on this list. Spielberg was just talking about. I was just watching an interview with him talking about his movies, and he said that uh, Back to the Future 
exhausted him, but he, he loved it so much. And then it was about as racy as he was ever going to get that whole like storyline <laughs> with his, his mom. And he was like, that was, was really almost crossing the line for me. But he was like, I'm glad I did it. I'm like, I'm glad you did too. Cause it, it was so good. Lends itself. I mean, that's yeah. without back to the future. We don't have Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Uh, could get a little bit of a bump again from the stranger things. Season three, it's present of mind right now. Back to the future is, so a good, a good, solid first pick. Uh, that brings us to Kenny. Kenny, are you surprised at all that Back to the Future is off the board? Uh, a little bit because that was my number one choice. Because I, everything he said, I right there with you. Yeah. I mean, I do. I'm glad you got the pick because you said it much better than I would have. But, so yeah. what are you going to say about your pick then? Um. Well, what for, is your pick, and what are you going to say about it? For me, and not just because it's one of the big you know popular movies but uh, the goonies yeah and for me this would have been when i was about 12 right so um, we were always going through the woods exploring we knew of caves in the area that we would go into the caves and we were always hoping to find treasure of some kind and we were always getting into something and this movie just resonate with me because it's like that was us. That was me and my friends. We were always on an adventure or getting into some kind of something. And I can watch it today and just mm-hmm. think about all those times of doing that. I'm just like, just makes me happy. Well, we we did a lot of biking, a lot of biking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bike. All, without never any parents, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that absolutely happened all well, the time. We would leave at six in the morning sometimes and just ride our bikes yeah. around the town. And we'd wait for the siren to go off to let us know it's six o'clock. Yeah. I was like, oh, better get home. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So we've got Back to the Future and The Goonies. No surprise at one and two off the board. I have the third pick, and I will go ahead and take this film. I don't think it's going to win the poll. Um, I don't think it's going to split the vote too much. But I will go ahead and take Michael J. Fox's other film from the summer of 1985, Teen Wolf. Another great movie. Yep. Loved that So one great, too. they made it twice and yeah, just called the second well, one a sequel. You know, let's, <laughs> let's take a knee on that second one. But yeah, Teen Wolf, the, the original same was... movie. Yeah. Jason, Jason Bateman, he yeah. said. Yeah. Because yes. they couldn't afford Michael J. Fox. Jason Bateman. They couldn't afford Michael J. Fox the second uh, time around. Yeah, like, he, it was... It's all it's another all Fox. Yeah, another great uh, coming of age, you know, learning to be your own person, defects and all kind of movies. So that'll be mine. Again, I don't think it's going to split the Michael J. Fox vote, but it might. It might give Goonies a chance if Back to the Future can't wrap up the votes. That leaves Jen with the number four pick. Since you won last week, you have to pick last this week. And I think we've taken the three obvious ones off the board. I wasn't going to pick any of those. Good. So you get to choose from what's left. Uh, Although they were all great, and I loved every single one of those movies in 85 and today, uh, but I was really relieved that nobody chose what I'm going to pick. Uh, First, let me say it was a Dead tie. Like I've, <laughs> I've seen both of these movies. I own both of these movies. Um, but I went with the one that uh, was resonated with me so strongly and that I love so much that I quote more often than, although this other almost winner, I quote it nearly every day as well. <laughs> so which one but are you not taking first? Let's I'm not there. taking Better Off Dead. Not taking Better uh, Off and Dead. It okay. really hurt because I could just, I could <laughs> talk that movie all day. Ricky. Two dollars cash. Oh my god! So many, so many great things. Like Lane, I've been going to this high school for seven and a half years. I'm no dummy. There's so many good lines. So I love it, and I will always love it. But Fletch has my heart. Um, Chevy Chase at his best. Uh, Fletch F. Fletch. Uh, so so good uh, just every bit of it just on his game even like it's he's delivering the obvious laughs he's delivering the you know like cutting barbs it from beginning to end his love of basketball like <laughs> all Lakers of it like he's yeah. a journalist oh he's yeah. I was if I ever had a second child that child's name was, was going to be Fletcher, Fletcher. <laughs> yep. yes and then I didn't so my sister named her dog that instead but it was close 
Love this movie. Very yeah, hard. Fletch is awesome because he's not playing anything that like is <laughs> he's out just of being the realm of belief. Yeah. That, like, yeah. This could be the guy. A, Fred the Dorf Dorfman. Good looking he's, guy he's, that yeah. with the charisma could get into these situations. Mm-hmm. And he's smart enough to be a journalist so he would have the witty comebacks and the stuff. It just It's a great character for him to play. Yeah, Gina I, Davis is great. George Went. <laughs> strong yeah. George Went. Yeah, that is between Fletch. Weirdo Tim Matheson. You take Fletch and you take Casablanca, two totally different films. Yeah. But the both of them are so snappy in their dialogue, yeah. and so you have to be paying Absolutely. attention. Absolutely, it's it's a classic. I love it. We yeah, can see this why is you like it. I pretty much have been going with my heart every single time. Pretty it just much. happens to be that my heart's a winner. <laughs> well, you know, we can't all have hearts that are winners. Fair enough. So let us know which of these four is your favorite. Again, the four are Back to the Future, The Goonies, Teen Wolf, and Fletch. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook right now at Backlot Pod and vote for this week's poll. They are pinned right to the top of those pages. You can't miss them. If you go there, you'll find them right at the top. The winner will be announced on next week's show, and we'll move on to compete try to represent the mid 90s we've got a choice from 1984 we're going to pick 1985 this week next week we're going to talk about the summer of 1986 and then the week after we'll throw those three together 84 through 86 and see which represents the summer movies from the mid 80s give us your thoughts on anything we've talked about what are you going to see this week? What did you think of it? If you see Crawl, let us know what you thought of it. Yes, I want to hear. What is your pick for the best summer movie of 1985? What did we leave off? We hit them all, but what do you feel should have made the, the picks? Good luck defending something that's not one of these four. But, hey, if you think one of the, something else should have been in the, in the mix, let us know. If we use your comments, of course, we'll give you a shout-out in an upcoming episode. Again, find us on social media by searching for at Backlot Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or... You can call and leave a recorded message on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We'd love to include your recorded comments in an upcoming episode. And be sure to follow the Alamo Draft House online on social media. Just search for at Alamo Spring Mo on Facebook, Instagram, (laughs) and Twitter. You can download the Alamo Draft House app. Just search for Alamo Draft House in your mobile devices app store. Or visit the Alamo Draft House online at drafthouse.com slash springfield. Kenny and I will be back weekends on the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Season 2 will start Labor Day weekend. You can follow us online by searching for at PGTC. That stands for Pop Goes the Culture. At PGTC Podcast on social media and at popgoestheculture.com. We'll make you famous. Maybe. That wraps it up. Anybody have anything else for the good of the group, for the good of the listeners? Anything going on? I would like for people like you touched on to... If one of these four movies is not your movie, please, I, w- I would love to hear why yeah. one of the other ones Shit is. Shit all over what, it for us. I mean, like, well, we're, we're too close to it sometimes. I just, yeah. just want to hear the back. Like, I love hearing each of our stories of why a movie means something to us. And I think it'd right. be fun to hear our someone that, you know, their favorite movie was Red Sonia. I want to know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do and too. No, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't, no, I don't want to slam it. I don't right. want to, I want to legit know what's the memory behind it. Yeah. Any of these. It'd My be grandmother's name was Sonia and she always ran around in a bikini and, <laughs> and it was yeah. red. It was red. <laughs> she was red. She was a ginger. Awesome. She would she not was, be cool with the way you're recasting the communist. <laughs> so really remind like, me. Oh, that took a twist. <laughs> <laughs> it was 85. Yep. <laughs> Anything it with the word red in it. it. it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Good comments. All right, that's going to wrap us up then. I have been Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. Alamo Jen. David Mann with the Alamo Draft House. Good up. And we will catch you guys next week. Come see a movie at the Alamo Draft House this weekend. Talk to you later. See you. Later. Have a nice day. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.